This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Once again, we thank the Maradasar of Weinfeld for opening the left of the base We thank Paris for the copies. I also want to thank Paris that I'm parked in his driveway. Surprise, surprise. Um, today is uh, Paris's Shabbos or tonight? Shabbos is Paris's great grandmother whose name was Chaya Sara. Chayesara Basila de Levalevi, and the Shama should have a Lechdeg and Eden, and Shazana Gitabeta for the family and for all of Kraliso. We thank Rachman for coming here to do Torah anytime. David, why did I thank Rachman? Other guys, Rachman. I'm sorry. We thank both Rachman for wherever he is now, doing Torah anytime, and we thank David very much for coming. I'm sorry, David. Okay. Um, so the story goes that they interviewed a, a paratrooper. And the interviewer asked him, how many successful jumps did you have? And he thought for a moment, he said, I really never had an unsuccessful jump. He said, I would have had an unsuccessful jump. I wouldn't be here. You wouldn't be interviewing me. Do you understand that? Um, sometimes we have to stop and think that as difficult as our frustrations are, if we're here, that means the Divine Shalom has us here. You know, how do the Divine Shalom loves me? You're here. You don't have to be here. If your heart is beating now, your lungs are taking an oxygen and giving out carbon dioxide, is that what it is? Yeah. Guess what? There's, 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 there's a Shem that's making you do that. Right? There's, there's a Shem that's giving you Chiyah. So understand that if we're here, we never had an unsuccessful jump. So we have to be thankful for for that, and like the Al Shachakadosh says, the more you thank Hashem, the more He gives you. So I want to go back to something we mentioned a while ago, uh, when Rosh Steyerman was Tarvadas, which also Shiva Tarvadas, the sponsor of the Shir, Maravakar Satayv, Mazel Tov on the, the Rosh Hashiva, the Rosh Hashiva, the Rosh with Yeshuas, and Rachman, bring back Chazra Tarv Leyashin, even though it never lost its Tarv, but. Um, so I remember Rosh Steyerman was there many years ago. Um, so there was a question and answer. Remember when Shtemer was there with the guy Rebbe? Paris, you there then? You remember? Shtemer came with the guy Rebbe? Yeah. So they asked him about what his opinions is, what, what his opinion is about an Aleph in a base class, about dividing a class to a track A, track B. Shtemer was not against it. And Shtemer said like this, why? He was saying, because he said, you know, the, 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 the slower Bukharim hold back the better ones, and so on and so on, this way. So Steyman said like this, the bottom line is, he says, if you're going to have three boys in a class, for, you're going to have a top kid and a middle kid and a shrach, and the shracha kid, relatively speaking. So why divide the classes? In, 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 the, in the Aleph class, you're also going to have top and the bottom. So what's wrong with us understanding and kids getting used to the idea that, okay, this, this is where we are. Let's put things into perspective. Serve Hashem from where you are. And I think that Kalvachimah, when it comes to Shaduchim, Hashem puts the puzzles together. You know, why did I do that Shaduch? Because Hashem wanted you. How do you know? Because you did it. And the fact that we have pluses and minuses, and some of us are good at some things, not good at others, the Rabbanisham knows how to put things together. The Rabbanisham knows what works and what doesn't work. Now, I read an article on some place about people that go to the South Pole. I'm not sure exactly why. Uh, maybe they just got a lot of mileage on their credit card points. I don't know. But uh, So the, the government, there's like an international station over there. And the government, uh, I don't think the builders are putting up co-ops there yet in the South Pole. So right now it's still like with Muncie, that area. But it's, it's quite cold there. As a matter of a fact, if you would like step out uh, for more than five minutes, even if you were wearing a fur coat and a strimal and a scarf, it would uh, most people would freeze to death within a matter of minutes. So this person writes that there's like four sections to this little you know base or what they call a station. He says and there, there's four huge boilers on each of the corner, which of course generates the heat. So he said it's interesting. There's and during the the winter. There's no access. During the summer, they could land planes there. It's also quite cold, but they could land. During the winter, the couple of months of the winter, they know coming into the winter, there's no in and there's no out. That's it. So 
there are doctors there, for whatever reason, just in case. There's, there's, you know, they stock up on the food. It's quite important that Shalom Bayi should be okay because there's really no place to go, you know what I mean? But he says, who are the most precious people? Who are the most looked upon people? The plumbers. Because if that boiler goes, everyone dies. If that boiler goes, all eyes are on the plumber to fix it. So he says, you know, here there's doctors, there's lawyers, there's scientists, and I don't know what, but it's the plumbers. Everyone else, you guys, please, please, don't get drunk. Don't get drunk on us. <laughs> and I was thinking, you know, in the Rabbanishtam's world, how do you know what's chashif? In the world that's real, how do you know what's chashif? How do you know what's important? So somebody once asked the Chazaynish, the Shaila, as I saw today in the Dear Shuprasech, the Liquor Shabbos Malkus, the beautiful things. Uh, someone asked him, he says, the reading of the Shidduch, he wants to know, the Bachar is a Masmid, okay, he's a Yeresh Mayim, okay, he has a nice voice, no. Um, what is the problem? <laughs> so by the Shatchan's own admission, He's not so uh, with it, shall we say. You know, I can't explain it. You can be smart, but you're dumb. I don't mean you. I mean, you know. He's missing a little uh, something. So the, maybe in human relations, maybe in uh, socialese. So the Chazanish said, I, I don't understand you. He says, having seichel is like the middle of the circle radiate some seichel to everything else, how a person applies the seichel. If he doesn't have seichel, that means his Yerushimayim is without seichel. If he doesn't have seichel, that means his Asmod is without seichel. Then he's using it the wrong way. If he doesn't have seichel, then, then, then everything he does is without seichel. So, I, I don't even understand the question. Where are you? He needs, you need someone with his two feet on the ground that has seichel to deal with life. You, you don't need the super mitzuyim. I always used to say, people used to ask me when I taught 8th grade over the years, I would say, who would you pick? You see now who you would pick for a son-in-law? Hmm, let's see, whose father owns the biggest business? No, I mean, I mean like, you know what I mean. So I said, really? I, I would not pick the, the Aleph++ plus plus student. The guy that comes and screams, it's not fair, you know, why did I get a 99, I'm supposed to get a 100. Some I don't see them being good husbands. I wouldn't pick the 50 student. You know, but the 90s is good enough for me. The high 80s is good enough for me. I, w- I want to see who's a mensch. I want to see who has a sense of, it's good, don't worry about it. Doesn't get excited. Can take a punch. You know, okay, I'm sorry, Rebbe, I'll, I'll straighten it. And it doesn't have to be perfect. I don't want anyone that's perfect. So there's a Mardi Gavard from uh, the Bells of Rover, Yisachadai, I think today was, yes, it was the Yardzeh. He once went to someone, there was a person in Bells, he was totally Meshich Mayel Ma'ila, he was Mufrish Mina'am. He was the Ish Kadash. They called him the Malach. Mamash, he had no Shaykhs to anything. He was a Parish. When he got married, you know, you want to be a Parish, then you, uh, hello, so don't get married. Like, he had children and he had no connection with his wife or children, not in a Seichel to go away. But he was a big Tzaddik, you know. So when Yisachadayi called him in, he said, by Avram Avinu, you find that he had he was tested with his life from serious nefesh. He jumped into the fire by Orkasdan. Yitzchak put himself up on the Akedah. He says, Yaakov Avinu, we don't find in the Torah that Yaakov Avinu was tested with serious nefesh with his life, to jump into a fire, or to put himself up on a Akedah and tie himself down. Why? He says, I don't know. So he told them, I'll tell you why. Because Yaakov Avinu had 12 children to raise. And if you have 12 children to raise, you need your feet on the ground. Don't go jumping into fires, okay? If you have 12 children to raise, said the Belzerov, then just, hello, be aware of what's going on in the world. Understand kids are kids. Understand their taivas. Understand their nesiyayinais. Understand their needs. Work with it. Be mechanach your children. Felinish in the himla. Need you down here in the world. Where are you? The Belzerov was a murderer, you know, he was a big kanoi in certain ways. But he, if you have seichel, the kanoi is, 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 is a mile. Without seichel, the kanoi goes wild. Like everything else goes wild without seichel. There's no cheshbon. Yiddish is an expression, seichel kemenish kai. But you know that the, the, the Belzerov, Yisachadai, was really responsible for the whole Beis Yaakov, because Sarashnir, which she first started out, 
her brother was a Belzer Hasid. And he said to her, What? Girl's school? You out of your mind? Schmeckt mit Haskul. That sounds like the Haskul. That, that sounds like the reform movement. As much as she said, it's, it's a lifesaver for Claudistro. So at one point he schlepped her to the Belzerov. He was sure the Belzerov was a very big Hanoi. And she, she was very upset because the rabbit tells her, no, it's game over. And, and uh, she made her case and the rabbit told her, Brach of Atzlach. And her, her brother was quite shocked, to say the least. And that really was the green light for, uh, in her life for the Besiak. For the it, it could have stopped right there and then. I think I heard this story in Bells. They started a newspaper. And there were Kanoyim. said, ah, there's always people that are frumer than the rabbit. And one of them came into the Bells of arguing that your, your, your father would have never allowed for this. So the Bells of said that you realize that the, in those days there was no online, but there was online in the newspaper. The printed word was holy. And the... the, the Haskalah newspapers were powerful. It was like anything was, it was almost like uh, the books, right? Chavetz Chaim talks about, you know, somebody threw a book under his bed and it was like the printed word. And he said, you have to fight fire with fire. So this shiny yid said to the Belzerov, why do I have to compromise? He says, my children don't read newspapers. So the bells rose here, yeah, but they hear the news in the mikveh from people that read the newspapers. <laughs> so it gets wet from them. Okay? <laughs> they have to read it from a source where the source is proper. You have to seichel. Seichel is shaloi uh, kol. I can't get everything the way I want. Just let things, uh, let things fall into place. So there's a beautiful story there. Somebody came to the Chazanish, was very, very upset. They were, they were in a Shidduch, and it looked like the Shidduch was going. It looked like the Shidduch was going, and he's already ordering the dessert for the last Sheva Brachis. And uh, the other side said, Nah, no. And of course, he said, Define no. No means the Shidduch is over. Until when? Until, I don't know. <laughs> you know, hello? It's over. Why? I'll take you to Dintyra. You take me to Dintyra? You can't force me to want to marry my daughter, want to marry your son, or vice versa. What do you mean? What? What? So he came to the Chazan, she was very tzibrach, and he was trying to get people to convince them to say yes, which you know never works. So the Chazanish called him, and the Chazanish said, Can I ask you something? He says, Suppose I gave you an envelope, and I said, Deliver it on this and this street of Nebrak. To Mishpachas Friedman, to family Friedman who lives in this in this house. Okay? I think they're on the third floor. So you come to this in this house. Zainish gave me an envelope to deliver. For sure I'm going to deliver it. So you come to this in this house. And you know there's some of those Israeli houses, they're on mountains. It's the third floor on one side, it's the fourth floor on the other side, it's the first floor on the other side. He has no clue. And and for whatever there's no names. No names whatsoever. So he's knocking on the Vivine Friedman, which one? Oh, no. We, 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 you know, Friedman, that, that I'm supposed to give a letter to from the Chazan, where, you know, Beryl Friedman. Oh, Beryl Friedman, which one? <laughs> you know, you know this, oh, that Beryl Friedman. Okay, yeah, you know, third floor. Third floor on which side? He's totally confused. He's very frustrated. And finally he comes to a certain door. No, and it's, what do people have their names on doors? He bangs on the door. And a man opens up. What's your name? He goes, Itzkowitz. Itzkowitz! I can't take this anymore! Why are you Itzkowitz? He goes, I don't know why I'm Itzkowitz. I don't even know what Itzkowitz means. <laughs> That's what it says on my passport. Like, what do you want from me? No, why are you Itzkowitz? I'm sick and tired of this. I want you to be Friedman, but I'm not Friedman, I'm Itzkowitz. So would that make any sense? So this is not your shit. Why are you screaming at him? He should say yes if it's not your shidduch. You don't make any more sense. We used to say to my kids, we say to them all the time, that you should know um, when rejection is much better than saying yes. Shem is making decisions for you. And it's not geschmack to be rejected, don't get me wrong. So you're going to ask, so why do we ask information for? Any way that Abba Shem does everything? 
So the brisker of setak is not for the nerve. But the truth is only for our nerves. But really, has nothing to do with us. Right? That's what it says. You're oimed mitzarachos and oimed mitzarachal. Because you're only standing on the side. The Rebbe does everything. Now, right? The brisker of said the one time you still see Ashgach Pratis today, clearly, you see, or you see Ruch HaKadosh is when it comes to Shidduch. Now, whether it's Shidduchim or anything else, Harba Shluchim Lamokai, God's will is going to be carried out, right? Oh, it's a mitzvah, a saktam, the period of a rivia, the marshal says, you know what that question really means? We're all going to be faced. After 120, we're all going to stand up there, we're going to have to answer questions. And it won't be on a computer, press check. No, 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 you're going to have to face a malachim and answer questions. And they're going to ask you a saktam, the period of a rivia. Pashas, that means, did you get married? So the Mashah says that you help other people, get, you help Yisraelim get married. So I heard that Bizman Mashah doesn't only mean Yisraelim, it means that did you do what you can for Shidduchim. So I like to say this, every parish is Chayi but I think that it's in the Chayi upon all of us. There's so many people that are struggling with the parasha. And Vadi Debesh is going to send the Yeshua, but the Rosh wants us to try. It has nothing to do with the Yeshua. But when we try, that's Ma'or or Yeshua. And they used to do this, it should be, it should be Rufu Shalema for Everyone knows who needs a full shalem, but I think anyone listening in any venue should we should be macabre upon ourselves that within the next four weeks we should read at least one shiloh. Not limited to one shiloh. But make up your mind. Like, like, like break your head to figure out a shiloh. Try. Make an attempt. Try. Not to be yitzah. Well, I know this 90 year old guy, and there's a. No, no, no. I mean, I mean to say a reasonable shiloh. But you're putting time and effort. So, the Archaim Akkadish says. That Eliezer, he said, Hashem knew this has to work. It has to work. Avram Avinu said, you know, was mispal, it should work. Avram Avinu's tefillites are very potent. A malach should go along with you and protect you. So what, what was Eliezer's problem? Why was he so nervous? He was so nervous, he made all these tests. See, Archaim HaKadosh says, Eliezer knew Avram's tefillah would work. But who says he's going to be the shatra? Who says it's going to work through me? That was the question. Make it happen! Says Yerachim HaKadosh Eliezer Eliezer was absolute, absolutely confident in his master that his tefillah is going to be accepted. So what then was left for Eliezer to be mispawal? You think your tefillah is more than a Ramavinu's tefillah? No, the heist of his palel show you who Roy Leos is a dover or the other. I want to be the one. Kiyamasi shalapam shatiyah minia lekayim divrehu tefillah. Sometimes the 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 break off, the but stopping the tefillah of the tzaddik is the one soy. It's the one that's supposed to carry it out. We have to find somebody else to carry it out. So Eliezer said, maybe I'm not worthy of it. But I know of Ramavinu's tefillah is going to be answered. Please up, and I should be the one. We've often said the story. Remeir Lepon is there Erev Rosh Hashanah, and everyone's coming in for a bracha. The carpenter's coming in for a bracha. You should be matzliach, and the plumber's coming in, and the party planner, and I don't know all the other things that are happening. Computer science major, everyone's coming. The actuary, all coming in for brachas to Remeir Lepon And in comes the town Ganef, the burglar. Really, he's the town burglar. That's his occupation. That's what it says on his W9 form. Burglar. He, and he wants a bracha from Rameyel Pamizlan. He should be Matzliach in the, in the Genevis. So Rameyel said, How could I give you a bracha if that's your panasa to steal? That you're a second story guy. You know what I mean? That you're, you're, you're like. So he said to the Tzadik Rameyel, he said like this Rebbe, he said, Vandaim in a Shemayim, there's a Gzayda, this Rosh Hashanah. That some people are going to be victims of the bur- of burglary, so he said, "Yeah." So be mispal. I should be the burglar. That's all. <laughs> There's going to be some people that, that they're going to lose. They, you know, they have. They're going to be pickpocketed. <laughs> be mispal. I should be the one to pickpocket them. That's all. That was his. Uh, that was his feel. They say somebody once came to the stipler and said, "You know, once a bracha should be mitzliach whatever he does." So the stipler says, "How do I know what you do? Maybe you rob banks." <laughs> I can't give you a bracha like that. Can't, I can't give you a bracha like that. So they say that, the, uh, what, I doubt that Rameyrul gave him the bracha, but the, the, the Rameyrul from Islana had a daughter. And she came and she said like this. She said, Tata, I just heard what the Ganav said. 
So Vada Yitzbashir, that some people are going to be in the Sawyer, they're going to, somebody's going to come and give them chizik and give them brachas. They're going to be the recipient of brachas. Help me, I should be the one to give them the brach. And Kachavah, they said she lived very long, and her brachas from Makuyim, at Kach, that even I think that uh, the, the Nazis missed very few towns. The town that she was buried in. The long stories, one they were going to it was, was missed. It was a tiny little hamlet someplace. The people survived. She asked, I'm not worthy to give brachas, but some people are going to get brachas. Let me be the one. Let me be the one to be able to give the bracha. And that's really what Eliezer was saying. Eliezer was saying, I am not worthy of being the shatchan. Well, let me be the shatchan anyway, Hashem. So Eliezer uses an interesting lashon, hakre. Hakre is lashon of mikra. Mikra means a sudden happening. Now, usually mikra is used in a very negative context. Amalek is mikra. Amalek is, is, is ah, it's, it happened by chance. It's not hashgacha. Right? The toichacha is based on carry. You believe things happen by chance. And the answer is, it depends on what context. Eliezer is using it from the perspective Hashem, based on merit, I, why should I be the shatchan? So I'm asking you, Hashem, make it happen. I should be the shatchan, even though I'm not worthy of it. And a lot of times when a person says, I'm not worthy of it, that's the reason that Hashem can make it happen, because now we understand that it's a shor hashchim. Now, Zokhtar Chaim HaKadosh Vaiter, V'tam Shehitzuch Lasi Seder said, Why did Eliezer have to go through all the things that he did over here? Leval Yitanu Mishpachas Avram, there, there, there's a, there was a Yid, right, in, in, in the Shechinus, my Rebbe, Chaim Baruch Wolpen, that passed away this week from the Mamish, from the people that set up Torah in America, so to speak, original Beis Medrash Elian, tell me that I was like to learn by him, Ben Shmuel, Mamish, Talmud Chacham Nifli, at polio when he was three years old, suffered terribly, always, never his physical pain was always hidden, always a smile, raised an unbelievable family of Talmud Chacham. So they, they say, I once heard today, that that any he used to be very into the chassan when somebody came to him from the Sadi Kedushin, he wanted the invitation, he wanted the names of the chassan kala. It was misspelled for them weeks beforehand, weeks afterwards. He said that there was never a chassan kala where he was in the Sadi Kedushin that didn't have children. Whether we understand who we are, how we can be a conduit of bracha, we really ask for it. That's what Eliezer was asking. He was asking to be a conduit of bracha. So why did Eliezer have to do the whole thing with the water, with the camels? He was just scared that Avram's family shouldn't uh, lead him astray. They're going to realize that he's going to be under pressure to take a daughter from them. They're going to give him shivcha, they'll take some maidservant, and they'll say, yeah, this is our daughter, they'll take the money and run. They're going to say, This is from our children. So, how is he going to prove that it was really Zerah of Ramavinu? Not through a DNA test. Rather, this is what he did. He did something which is so clear, much more clear than a DNA test. DNA test could be wrong. The test could be wrong. DNA is real. But Shua Tyronis Hamiflas, Shenasunas Yoisimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimim
I don't want to go to sleep. I want to go. He's not coming. He's not coming. And he called me every hour to say he's on the way. Finally, at 3 o'clock, the rings, the bell rings. Oh, no. And I remember, I get out of bed, and I watch Negevass, and I start running. You know, one eye closed, one eye open, and boom. You know the feeling when you're barefoot and your big toe hits the leg of the bed? Full zets. You know what it means that you can make Kiddush Levana inside the... the and I'm like, this guy's ringing the bell, and you want to like... So you, you're like, you're like, catch your breath, and you start going, and you want to avoid it this time, so you walk all the way to the other bed, and the same toe, whack! Now forget Kiddush Levana. Now it's an entire planetarium. So I told my father, he said, you were to bring a carbon oil. I said, what? I said, where it says? Where it says that a person runs to do a dvar mitzvah, and he's Noikovitz boy, the blood that pours, like, and the Gemara says, by your right foot, the toe of your right foot, because that's, you know, you're running full force. And the second time, second Zetz, what are you, what are you talking about? So the fact that we got Zetz and we want to do it again, that, uh, that's, that, that almost guarantees that you're Mizerah Shalisra. So if you're not in the mood of doing it, do it anyway, because you'll, 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 you'll become a descendant of a Ramavi. Sorry, Zeresh or Avram means you're a descendant of Avram Avim. So Rivka Yitzis, all of a sudden Rivka comes out, Pirish, Mesavedas, Yitzia, Meazulas, all of a sudden she's the one that shows up. It could have been any other girl at any other time, but they happened to meet at this given minute. Litzat Phyllis Eliezer, Asa Hashem, Hashem orchestrated it. She should come out at that moment. Like Kadim she could not come a second before, she didn't come a second afterwards. Kadeshul Yikashul Beacheres, that he shouldn't mistakenly. Confuse her for someone else. So the Gemara says a story. I think it was by one of the Tanoim that he asked a girl, "Can you please give me water?" She said, "I'll give you water. I'll give your camels water." And then uh, he told her, he complimented, he said, "Your mom has treated me like Rifka." And she said, "Yeah, but you're not treating me like Eliezer. You didn't give me anything." So why did he give her the money over here? So it's is is uh, so he gave her clothes, money, everything, just a bunch of presents. So he says the bells are over. that he gave her the clothes. He gave her her clothes, which was obviously very sneeistic of clothing. So he wanted to tell her, "This is the kind of clothes you're going to be wearing. Are you okay with this?" And she was okay with it. But it says from the Lechavitcha that he wanted to see how she would respond to money. Some people are very very good. Some people are very big balei chesed. Until they come upon money. Once they become rich, they're off. They're in a totally different category. You can't get through them. Can't get through them, right? Meet a friend of mine. I say, so what if you win the lottery, huh? You're going to talk to me? He says, if I win the lottery, you're going to have to... 60 secretaries you're going to have to go through until you get to me. Right? He said it in jest, but I don't know. He didn't win the lottery, so I don't know. Um, he said, Lechavitch says, he wanted to see how she's going to react to money. Is, she gonna, is the money going to change her? So that famous watch from Yanko Lagolinsky, I've said a thousand times, that a man buys two lottery tickets, one for, the, one for a poor person, one for himself. Then he looks in the middle of the night, he checks. I don't know exactly where he checked in the middle of the night in those days, and the post office was And they hung it up, and he said, the poor person won. Who says the poor person won? I have two tickets. Yeah, but I said, this is mine, that's the poor person's. Rashi says the beginning of Toldus, that really what comes in first goes out last. So really, Yaakov was created first, is the part. This Breira, Vada, I meant mine should be, surely I didn't. He said, if I wait till tomorrow morning, I'm finished. He takes the, the ticket, three o'clock in the morning, bang, bang, on this wooden door. Poor guy jumps off his bed. I don't know, he bumped his finger into the bed, you know, and he comes running in the white nightgown and the pom pom hanging from his Nana Nachman Shlovkapel, and he's holding the candle, and he's, you know, he opens up, he sees that he removes away the, the town Gavir is there. He comes in, yes, yes, Rabbi Gavir, sit down. What can I do for you? So happy you came to visit me in the middle of the night. He says, I want to tell you, you won the lottery. I bought you a ticket, and I'm not waiting till the morning. And he looks at it, he goes, so you know I'm rich, right? He goes, yeah. How dare you knock at my door at 3 o'clock in the morning, right? <laughs> I'm the Gavir, right? All of a sudden, yeah, you know what I mean? So he said he had to see what she looks like when she gets the money. 
The Rebbe Reb Zisha, they say the story that he had once a couple of ruble, whatever. He had a ruble, and he put it in, in, in like a drawer, safer, and he put a sign next to it, Loisignoivu. And the next morning, he found half a ruble, and there was a sign via half to Loisignoivu that a person put. So he said, you know, he said, he's better than me. I said, from Kait Loisignoivu, I left him nothing. He did the half Loisignoivu, he left me half. Think about that. So what does Itaka mean? So Rashi says he gave her the Becca, that was a remis for the Shikla Yisrael. He gave her the Shnei Tzimidim, the two bracelets. Shisaphorna says, he nest fit her hand. That was a remis to the two Luchais. Asara Zav, that was a remis to the Aseris Adibris. I mean, if you, want, if you want to make a remis, everything has to be money. Why don't you tell her, Rifkala, here's at San Arana, I want you to read about the Aseris. What if he's giving her money and it's the Aseris Adibris? Like, what's that supposed to mean? Here, two bracelets. Ah, this is the Lucha. He said, great, you know. Sarazad, here's the Ramasar. Sadibris, yeah, you have more mitzvahs. Give them, give them, give them to me, you know. My money. So it was a pchin of Bechaldur Chachadeyu. In other words, her, her test was you have money and you're going to use that money to fulfill the Asar Sadibris. That's the purpose of this money. You're not taking it with you on the other Mahamas. That was the test over here to see. So it's interesting. The Ramban asks over here, the Rabbi Bechayi brings the Ramban in the Swiss Parsha. So they opened up the Gemalim because of Ram's camels went muzzle, right? It says the Gemara tells us that the donkey of Rapichas by Yair did not want to eat because they didn't take Maestris off the off the tour. So he wouldn't eat it. He wouldn't eat. So if Ram Avinu's camels would eat from Geneva, how could they, why did why do they have to muzzle them? Why wouldn't we think that if Ram Avinu's camels were at least on the Madrega of the donkey of Rapichas by Yair? Se'elamai, says the Ramban, it must be they weren't really muzzled, it was just to teach other people. Or when the Pasuk says over here that they opened up the camels, it means they released them from one place to the other. So the Shabina Rav says, Amar Degavad L'chair is a Pashta Teretz. He says, the, not taking Meiser is on the chefts of the Meichel, the food itself. No Meiser was taken from it. So there's, there's, there's whatever shayra on the food. No, but this is on the person that he stole the, he stole the money. It's not a chefts on the, on the, on the money. This, this, it's, not, it's not the food. This has to the person stole the money. So LMI, what do you see? Said the Chavina Rav. That if you have stolen food, there's, a, there's some kind of a tumma in the food itself. You know, it's hard to say, because you know, everything has to be put into perspective. But the B'nai Sassu brings her a mendel of Rimenov. He says, most people, they go off the derech. It's because they went to spot them. They had food that was purchased with money that was zeal. Money that was not honest money. It's a metzias in the food. There's that famous story that uh, there was a boy, he was an Ilish of Ili. Also, he lost his totally cheshik to learning. And they brought him to, to Kivagra. And Kivagra said that he, that he must have eaten tray for food. He said, what tray for food? No tray. Where tray? What tray? When tray? Kid wouldn't buy tray for food. If he wanted to go buy tray for food on 30th Avenue. Where? Where are you going to get it? So then they found out that he, he went to a, passed by a house at night. And there was a wedding going on in the house. And they said, if you help set up the chairs, we'll give you a piece of chicken. In those days, you can get a kid to do something for a piece of chicken. I think today, it would be a little hard for that. But, so the kid went, ah, well, they found out that wedding was perfectly fine. The chicken was shechted by the regular shaykh. It turned out afterwards, it was a second marriage. And there was a machloikas amongst the rabbanim whether the get was a valid get. And the balatanya, the tshuva that's not printed, it's still printed. We know the tshuva. He said, anyone that eats, you should know that the, the, the get is not a good get. And anyone that eats by that wedding, it's like, it, it's like he's eating the veil of trifles. But that's the veil of trifles, not of the money, not money. So Elamai says the Chabina Rav, you see, why didn't the Rabban answer the terrorists? You can't compare non non meister food to, to money that was purchased, food that was purchased with money that's not kosher. Elamai, it is the same thing. That the damage that's done by non kosher food is done with non kosher money food. They bring a story that they once brought out to Chavetz Chaim the fish for Shabbos, he didn't eat the fish. Now how could he, what Shiloh could it be with the fish? Let's say it's a chicken, maybe it was trafe, maybe it was, wasn't, what? So the son said, what, what, Tata, why aren't you eating the fish? He says, so he ran into his mother, he said, what happened with this fish? She says, nothing wrong with it. Kosher pot, kosher everything, yeah. The son says to the, to, the, to, the, to, the, to tell me exactly what happened with the fish, please. So she said like this. It was a big fish. I couldn't really afford it, but I bought it together with the neighbor. 
And we made up, we're going to divide it in half. I said, the neighbor didn't come to divide it. So I divided it in half myself. But I made, you should know, look clearly. I did yachatz, right? The bigger piece you put away for Rafi Kaiman, the bigger piece I put away for her, I took the smaller piece. So he said, yeah, but the Shulchan Aruch says that two partners that make up to divide something are not allowed to divide it without the presence with both of them being there. That's why the Chavetz Chaim felt that in the fish. And he wouldn't need it. That, that's how dachistic the, the Bechina was. That's how he felt it. Somebody came to Rebbe Khanan to, he wanted to buy the Rebbe Khanan for Yeshiva Bacha came, he didn't charge him money. So he refused to take it. So he insisted, he says, Father Dafka sent money, Dafka sent money. He says, yeah. Okay. He takes it and takes it. And he says, nah, give me back the Sefer. Rebbe Khanan starts looking through every page to make sure there's no ripped pages, no double pages, no erased pages. He says, he wouldn't take money, it's a matanda, but if you're paying money, not really like, he felt so bad he was giving money for it. Do we think that way? This is a fascinating Arachayim HaKadosh, the next piece we're going to learn. Ach and Rivka had a brother. And his name is Lavan. There's a rule. By a tzaddik, it says, Shmoi Boyas. By a Russia, it's their name first. Like it says, Novel Shemoy. So wait a second. So Lovan is a Russia. So it should be Ulovan Shemoy. Not Ushmoy Lovan. Now I want, I want to explain why this is so. I want to start a beer. In, in what way is Lashon Kaddish different than almost all other languages? In many ways. But one way is that the, whether the noun comes first or the adjective comes first. So in other words, if I want to say a nice house in Lashon Kaddish, how would I say it? First the noun, and then the description. If you want to say a nice house in, for example, English, French, Spanish, whatever, the other way around, right? First comes the adjective, then comes the, then comes the noun. Which one is more credible? I think of Shamshul Fol Hirsch explains this. Try to picture this. Right? A real estate agent tells you, it's gorgeous, beautiful, oh, breathtaking, you know? Home! By the time you get to the word home, you're like imagining Achishverosh's palace. Then you find that very eerie because the windows are all smashed out. Breathtaking because there's so much dust, dust you can't breathe over there. <laughs> but by the time you get to the word house, right? But if you say house nice, so first it's a house. <laughs> right away, the, no expectations, it's a house. Now let me describe my house. This is your opinion of what you call a nice house. It's, you, you're much more caravalanus. So the Mela, by, by a tzaddik, how does it work? By, so it says, Lerifka ach ushmoi lova. By tzaddik, shmoi comes before. Shmoi. He has a reason to be down here on this world. And his name, Taka, lives up to who he is. By Russia, it's the other way around. It's, it's, you know what, you know what this, this kalal is very good when you're learning Yavamas and you, Eishas Achi Imoy. Taicha backwards. Eishas Achi Imoy. Mother's, brother's, wife. Because the adjective goes the, goes the other way. It's just a much more simpler way to Taicha. Anyway. So, Im Kain, Lama Loka Chakasif, Seder at Sadikim. Why does the Pasuk use a Seder that belongs to a Tzadik, but love in a Russia? The law says, and to try to explain this, yesh lahoyer, because of Imarai, why does the Pasik stress Vayaratz? Lamarats, why did he run? Why did he run? Right? So we know Rashi says he ran because he heard about the money. Later on, he ran again, right? Because he heard about it. He thought that uh, Yaakov was coming with the money. Ochen Akavana, says the Archaim, Kizeh ish lovan, Chorad, he shuddered, Likras ish. Biyoide, when he heard, Masha'ava le Rivka, what? This stranger shows up, goes over to my little sister, starts giving her a bunch of jewelry? What's going on over there? Nachri? He knows her all of two seconds, he's already giving her jewelry? No, no, He got very upset. Don't you know you're my sister? Who are you? At that moment, when he felt the kanois to protect his sister, and that moment he was a tzad. Because that was his, his overriding passion of the moment. 
כי מייסא צדיקים עושה בזה, ואין הקדוש ברוך הוא מקפח שכר קולבריה. Wait a second. וחז"ל tell us he ran to kill him. חז"ל tell us he ran to grab away his money. חז"ל tell us a bunch of malicious things that he had in his mind when he ran. So because he also had a machshava, oh, what's going on with my sister, he becomes a tzaddik, I think that there's a tremendous lesson over here that we have to digest, my father used to say. But let's just see the next piece and we'll get back to it. Try to explain this. It says, there are Kodesh v'yovei ala'ayin v'hinei oimed. V'yovei ala'ayin v'hinei oimed. Tzorch l'das ma'bol l'amdeni v'omrei v'hinei oimed. And he was standing. And he came to Eliezer. Eliezer was standing. What happened he was standing? He was sitting, he was laying. What did he make? He saw love and running toward him. This love is going to kill him. So what did Eliezer do? This is pretty good to know how to do this. He mentioned the shame of He mentioned Hashem's name. And all of a sudden, all ten camels and himself went whoop, up into the air. And Lovin is charging toward him. Oh! Oh. The Gemalim were on the water. They were really hovering above the water. And the top of them was Eliezer. And all of a sudden, Lovin changed his mind. You know what I mean? Lovin is about to kill him, and he goes, What? He goes, Hi there! How do you do that? And he said, well, my boy, Baruch Hashem. You got to teach me that. I'd love to know how to do that. But because Eliezer came down, so what are you, what are you flying up for? Why did he first say, come, and then why are you standing? Why are you standing? Come. Because he, first he said, like, please come down. Okay? So, l- let's dissect this a little bit, Rabbi Isai. Love and ran for money, love and ran to kill him. Eliezer to say Hashem that he and the ten camels were flying up in the air. But somewhere in his Meiser Ritzicha was a machshava, better protect my sister. For that moment, he's a tzaddik. What did we learn from this? In our battle for machshava, in our battle with our Yetzirah, it's not pass or fail. The Rabbi Shalom surgically divides it. You have over, you can be the worst person in the world being over the worst Aveira in the ver- world, being embedded in the worst Taivas of the world, don't write yourself off. Never say, what's the point? Never say, what's the point? You, you can't get any worse than Lavan. Can't be any worse than him. He is the swindler of all swindlers. He's in the Guinness Book of World Record as the biggest swindler and Ganeth in the world. Yeah, how come I can't look it up? That's because he stole the book. <laughs> He's an attempted murderer. Lavan Bikish Lakar Esakoyal. He's a Machashev. Oyven Yudoyni takes bones of dead people and puts them. He's a real spook, cook. Love on da Bilam. He's Bilam. Bilam had relations with his donkey. This is the lowest of the low. But at one point he had a machshava. I, I want to be good. I want to protect my sister. At that moment he's a tzaddik. Kalvachaymer ben benoishel kalvachaymer. If you're not all these things that Lovan did, and in, the, in your struggles, even in your failed struggles, you say, Hashem, I want to be a tzaddik. I want to have Kaddish to That at that moment you're a tzaddik. There's never a time where you say, well, at me it doesn't make a difference anymore. It's not true. You know, it's 10 nothing in the bottom of the ninth. There's no such a thing. The time of the Vayar says, because Rachel doesn't offset mitzvahs to Averis, or much says, the Gavar. says by the Levim, they had to teach them to sing for five years. And after five years, they didn't do it. They couldn't catch on. That was it. He says, but there's no other mitzvah where it says there's a limit to how much you teach. It's a similar that besides for teaching someone how to sing, in regard to everything else, there's no limit. You just keep trying. Ah, you're not doing it. You keep trying. You keep trying. That's the plea over here. When Shlom Kavzavil once said to the soldier, they said, don't go near him, Rabbi, he's all these kids, or it's he went off the dark. He said, I know you're over the worst of areas, but I know there's guilt. I know you don't want to. I know you hold yourself back. He said, even if you hold yourself back once, twice, and then you do it. If you would only know the schar, what a tzaddik you were those two seconds that you held yourself back. See how the Rabbi Nishlam splits the hair. The Rebbe of Zisha said he never saw a whole malach. Never saw a whole malach of an Aveira. Because if he doesn't Aveira, I should, oh come on, one day I'm going to do tshuva. You know, epi something. 
Something is there. So talking about Rav Shlomka of Zavil, tonight is the yard site of his son, of Gedalia Moshe of Zavil. You know Rav Gedalia Moshe is buried near Gane Sakar, is that what it's called? Gansaka, right. And I once took a cab to Gansaka, I wanted to go to Gedalia Moshe. He said, you didn't say that. Mapetot, what? No, another six shekels, whatever. But whatever it was. People go there to see big issues. I don't know where it comes from. I don't know MacArthur is. If anyone knows, I'd appreciate it. But people go to the Spal there Monday, Thursday, Monday. And people say there's big Yeshua's over there, and, and, and people have. Let me tell you a little bit about Gedalia Moshe. Gedalia Moshe was in, in Russia, and one day they came in, he was, he was dragged off. His father tried to protect him. They zetzed his father. His father was the Tzadik of Shlom Kozevil with a hammer on his head. It landed on his film. And he stood before a judge, and they, they, uh, he was over the Gimel of Eres Chamurais, teaching kids Torah. He had a mikveh tahara, a secret mikveh in his house, and he hosted Archim. Which proves that he's a spy against Mother Russia. Don't ask me why. And the judge, you know, this is the death penalty, and the judge said to him, mockingly so, knew where's your God to protect you. And Gedalia Moshe, hearing the Chil Hashem, jumped up, and he said, that if Hashem wants me to die, He's the one that's going to kill me. And if Hashem wants me to live, He wants me to live. And you are just a pawn, you are nothing. You don't say that to a judge anytime. Definitely not a judge in Russia. And he said, yeah, we'll see. And he pulled out his revolver and he dragged him out. And he was uh, about to shoot him. And Gedalia Moshe stood there ready to, to go up, Kiddush Hashem. And suddenly this judge's daughter came running and he said, Father, Father shooting a Jew, an old miserable Jew. No, don't, 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 Father, don't, don't. I'll never be able to look at you if you do that. So he had no choice. So he took him back in. He said, it wasn't your God, it was my daughter. <laughs> you realize what you're saying, right? So they, they were mamtik digzeira, they sent him to Siberia, where you need those plumbers to survive. So there was a whole story where two of the main people there were stuck in a chess game. And he passed by, and he like whispered to one of them, "Move your rock." <laughs> and he was very makertoyv because covered is everything. And as a result, there were different materials that were available in the black market that uh, reached him, and he used it as a way of helping others. There's a cloud. He said, "Do yidin gait menish You know, with our Jews, you don't go hungry. There's something. And one of the things he asked is that they get him a shayfer, and they got him a shayfer. But where exactly was he supposed to blow the shaifer? Just to take out the shaifer and blow it, that would have been like the last thing he would do in Siberia. So Shoshana comes, and the entire day he's begging HaKadosh Baruch Hu that he should have a chance to blow the shaifer, he should have a chance to blow the shaifer. At the end, a riot broke out, and all the kailas of the riot, someone said, the screaming, the yelling. Did I just hear a shaifer? He did. He blew the shaifer. Um, when he wasn't there at Yisrael, wasn't, he officially became Rebbe, whatever that meant. There wasn't lechem, lechel, it was nothing to eat. And he, they were, and there was war, and as you saw, it was 1948. He was in the Meklat, and there was a lady there that was not, uh, shall we say, uh, all there. She was giving everyone a lot of tsars. And here you're in a, you're in a Schwitzi Meklat. Any second, the, the world can come crashing in on you. And she started insulting everyone, and kicking, and making fun of everyone, and they said, we're throwing her out, that's it. And uh, 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 but Gedali Moshe said, maybe that's the reason we're alive. Hashem sends you bizyoyness so you can live. How do you know Hashem, how do you know you're not throwing her out, paving the way for us to be killed? And they kept her there, and, that, and, and they survived. He's, he, uh, when he was sick, he really wasn't well, he had some type of lung disease. It was wartime, and that's why he's buried over there, and we couldn't get out of the Sri line. They said there wasn't enough oxygen to go around. The doctor would put on the oxygen, he would grab it off, and he would say, who needs it more? Who needs it more? And one of the things he said right before he was nifter, he said his greatest pachad, his greatest fear is, maybe I hurt somebody. The day before he passed away, he said, everyone go out of the room, I need to speak to my father. Some people got scared. The understanding was that his father came down to greet him, to the Olam Amis. But one of the family members, like Snuck, stayed there. And he heard him saying, not enough six million, why does there have to be another war? And he said, no, I'm a vater, I'm a shiach, but no more blood should be spilled. And he said that such a pachad overwhelmed him that he, felt like he was fainting, he had to run out. He had to run out. He said, he just, uh, 
just, he just couldn't take it anymore. So, I, I, if, if you can go to Ghana Sakar next Monday, Thursday, Monday, but I, you know, I, I, the sense is that a tzaddik is not limited. I think if we're macabre upon ourselves, Monday, Thursday, Monday, whatever Indian you know to be macabre upon yourself, the next Monday, Thursday, Monday. I don't know, say, how's what saying, but everyone knows where they need a tikkun. I, and, and take a capital till him. It, it works also. In my experience, it works also. I want to share this final story with you. Again, I saw it today in the in the Tirshu, Likra Shabbos Malkas, I think, with the Paseach. He says there's a yid, there's a big dintaira, there are three big gevirim, three big gevirim. And it's going to take a long time to resolve the dintaira. The Shiloh was where the money should be kept in escrow. So one of the Dayanim suggests that in all three gevirim signed on to this, there's a big gemach in Eretz Yisrael. In Bnei Brak, and they're going to put the money into that gemach, and the gemach could use the money, but if any of these three partners come to ask for it, it should not be distributed to them until the issue is resolved. Okay, and they all signed on it, and all of a sudden, one of the gevirim is here. Hello, I want my money. I want my third. But I was told not to. I'm warning you. You're going to feel sorry. I cannot give it to you then I'm going to blackmouth this gemach. You won't get another penny from any of the gavirim in America. So he ran to the shtayim, and said, well, let me threaten you. You can't give it. And this yid was an erlich yid. You know why? Because he, he, he didn't lie. Taka did what he said. And all of a sudden, he, I'm not saying it's sarcastic, and he called up uh, his big, big donor before Pesach. He says, you ganif! You ganif! I heard about what you did! You know, the, it's, it's amazing. The Velt says of art. Sheker, everyone believes right away. Emes, you have a very hard time convincing people. So he went back to Hashem and he said, the Gemach is in big trouble. Okay, you did the right thing. He said, do I have to be Michael? And he said, why not? He said, look what he did to me. He did to you. You are the Menal of the Gemach. What, what does that have to do with you? What do you do with you? You're the Menal of the Gemach. So finally he said, but the Ramah says, from Moitzi Shemra, he's spreading rumors about me. From Moitzi Shemra, I don't have to be Michael him. So, so Shemra said, I know the Ramah. I think it should be Michael. But look what he did to my Gemach. It's not your Gemach. The next year, Rosh Hashanah, Shtayman asked if he was Michael. So he said, no. So he said, why do you want to be Michael? Because you want to hear that, oh, he was taken punished. You heard he lost all his money. Aha! So it's plain, good old, organic Nakama. No artificial flavors added. That's all it is. <laughs> it's somebody that's Moisr Dina L'Shemayim, and you want someone to be punished, and that person's punished, it hurts the person. What do you need it for? It's nothing to do with you. You're running the Gemach. So he, says, he says like that Rav Steinman did heart surgery on him, and he was Michelin. You know, this is really what Rav Gedalia Moshe was saying. You're coming into Shabbos, let's say someone is on your back. Let's say someone is really hurting you. And you have had it. What are you sending away over here? For all you know, this is the shame Hamafirish that's going to lift your problems up into the ear and save you from the loved ones that are around. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.